Good morning, my brothers and sisters. I want to share a thought and also a message um, this morning on the ordained prayer, um, human partnership with God. And I began to get this message when I was recited the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name or your name. Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that statement, I began to ponder on it. I began to meditate on your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I was led to Isaiah chapter 61 to see concepts, to see principles as it relates to the ordained prayer or the structure of our prayer life as it is today. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 11. For as the earth brings forth its bird, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Father, we ask that you bless the reading of your word this morning, and you bless your word this morning, as many as will be hearing. Let it bring forth new structures for understanding the ordained prayer on the face of the earth, and what it means to partner with you um, in your divine purposes or purpose to the glory of your holy name. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. The incredible principle of sowing and reaping is applicable in the word of God to every realm and every level of human activity in the earth. This is not only a principle for finance, but it is a foundational principle for the conduct of of a spirit-energized life. Uh, the text where we read, Isaiah 61, 11, the Lord promises that righteousness and praise will spring forth in the earth before all the nations. This is a prophetic promise of a high-profile manifestation of the effectiveness and glorious power of the church in the earth. And this prophetic word must come to pass. So we may wonder about the way or methodology of its manifestation but we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it describes conditions in the earth that will eventually or eventually be made fully real just as inevitably the earth produces birds and the garden grows so does the will and purpose of god come forth in the tide of human affairs in the earth but the dynamic is that something has to be sown in the earth first, like the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, where we just read. Only what is first planted will spring forth. God describes the end product here in Isaiah chapter 61, the end product in the earth, righteousness and praise before all nations. That's the description of God where we just read, righteousness and praise before all nations. But then, 
reveals a secret to the end product. He reveals a secret to the end product he desires. There has to be a human partnership and a definite impute from his children in the earth in line with his desired end product. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, praying according to God's will. So there has to be a human partnership and a definite impute from his children in the earth. And that has to be in line with his desired end product. So we have to sow righteousness and praise before nations if we have to reap of the same kind. Our kingdom activity, call it churching, is necessary and real. Uh, like I always say, that content matters. Yes, it's good to have churches, it's good to have structures everywhere, but content is what matters. Is the content real? The content of our prayer, the content of our worship, the content of our gathering, is it real or is it necessary? Those are questions that we need to ask ourselves and begin to answer in line with the will and purposes of God in the earth. Our kingdom activity must be conducted in the realm of prophetic power and understanding of the ultimate intent of God. I repeat, our kingdom activity or our churching must be conducted in the realm of prophetic power and understanding of the ultimate intent of God. So we fight and war in the nations with demonic bulls because we have discerned the purpose and the will of God. We're not just fighting because we want a big mansion. We're not just fighting because we feel that um, we, 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 well, we, we can, we can uh, inherit Nigeria as leaders. We're not just fighting because we want a beautiful car or we just want a beautiful light. We are fighting because we have discerned, we have an understanding of the purpose and the will of God in the earth. Now, keys are given to us when we want to partner with God. Um, if we want to partner with God, keys have been given to us. And we'll find that in Isaiah chapter 62. Isaiah chapter 62. I'll read from verses 1 to 7. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. For, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Jerusalem here means the church. Uh, for Zion's sake, this is the perfected community, the perfect state of the body of Christ. The perfect state of the body of Christ, the perfected community. Until her righteousness goes forth as brightness. Why will you not keep silent? Why will you not hold your peace? Not until they build the biggest cathedrals on the face of the earth. But until her righteousness goes forth as brightness, becomes the standard, becomes the light in the earth, and her salvation as a lamp that burns, the Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all the kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name, with the mouth of the Lord will name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor shall your land any more be termed desolate. But you shall be called Hephzibah, and your land Beulah. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as, for as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. And look at what verse 6. I have set watchmen 
on your walls, O Jerusalem, O church, O body of Christ. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him no rest until he establishes, until he makes Jerusalem a praise. Where? In the earth. Till he makes the church a praise in the earth. The activator to the future glorious state of Zion is a people that will not hold their peace and will not rest for Jerusalem's sake or for the church's sake until there's a realization of what the Lord has promised. That's her righteousness going forth as brightness. That's the promise of the Lord. The future, and he compared it to the bird growing, springing forth in the earth. The future state of a glorious church existing powerfully in the earth realm is the result of great prayer efforts by watchmen. On the walls, we shall never be silent and will give him no rest until he makes his promise a living reality. The word make mention that we uh, saw in verse 6, you who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. They make mention of the Lord there. This is not a casual activity. Make mention is the word zakar in Hebrew, meaning to bring strongly to mind, to write down, to record, to mark so as not to forget, to keep constantly in the mind or in mind. Brethren, this is what I call ordained prayers. The watchman has been set on the walls, not for selfish purpose, or denominational prayer warriors. Oh, come, let's pray for Redeemed Christian Church. Oh, let's pray for the Anglican Church. We are not like every other denomination. Oh, let's pray for Hour of Revival or, uh, or, or, or House of uh, 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 Grace. We are not like every, other, uh, every one of them. We are separate. It is not a call for selfish purpose. The watchmen are not set for selfish purpose or denominational, you know, prayers. You know, he said, you know, in my church, I have my prayer warriors that, you know, they pray for me to be able to lay hands on the sick so that they can get healed and all of that. That's not, that's not what the Bible is saying. Watchmen hold their position in the face of demonic intrusions because they have been ordained by God. It's an ordination. You don't just take it up as a responsibility. The authority is not assumed. It has been legitimately given by the Lord. God calls people as watchmen. It's a calling. And I believe this message will reach out to those who have been ordained before the foundation of the world. Those who have been called legitimately that God has legitimately in his own prerogative handed over the watchman responsibility to them. That at every point in time, their heart reaches out to the structure of the body of Christ. Their heart reaches out to the agenda of God on the face of the earth. Beyond what they can get, beyond all the things that they feel they could be satisfied with. But I know that their watchmen, even in their place of prosperity, are not comfortable with the spiritual structure of the body of Christ. And they are there talking to the Lord. Lord, let your will be done. Asking God, or like uh, God putting it in them, that there's a demand for the maturity of the church in this season. They do not care whether they've accomplished this, yes, as good as it feels in the flesh, but they feel this hunger in them to cry out to the Lord, when will your righteousness shine? When, did it, when, when, when will the righteousness become brightness in the earth? When will your praise 
be known among the nations of the earth. Where will you show forth your praise and your righteousness through the body of Christ? When is it coming forth? And that is a position given by God and not to be assumed. So you look at content matters. And like I said, content matters. The prevailing persistence of their cry provides a straight line in the spirit along which the activities of the kingdom move. They will give God no rest until he actually moves to accomplish the task. The high level of cooperation here between the intent of God and the human activity of the church in the earth is thrilling. It's really thrilling. When you look at it, it's exciting. It's exhilarating. Men in prayer walking with God to accomplish cosmic goals. And that should be uh, uh, the call of watchmen in this season. There's a clear connection here between the prevailing wisdom-filled, prophetically activated prayer of the saints and the execution of the ultimate purposes of God in the earth. That's a clear connection. The ordained prayer, where you see that connection, people are praying. Let your righteousness spring forth in the earth. It is time for your righteousness to spring forth in the earth. This is what I call human partnership with God, the ordained prayer. And God is calling men to look at that. People who, I'm not saying they should assume that position, but people who have an understanding of the ultimate purpose of God in the earth. Not people who walk in the soulish realm of, you know, having preachers to scare you about the coming of the Lord Jesus. And the church is not accomplishing the word of the Lord. They are not bringing birthing in prayers, standing on, 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 on the walls of Jerusalem saying, Lord, we must this has to be done. This is your promise and it must surely come to pass. Your righteousness has to spring forth in the earth. Your praise has to be known by the nations of the earth. You have said so. You have sworn. It's a sworn promise of God. That is the ultimate purpose of God. And if these do not come to pass or we don't begin to see this and people don't begin to engage this or come into these ultimate purposes of God, forget about what you call rapture. That could just be another scary message and could frustrate you. By the time you hear it once, hear it twice, nobody will scare you again that two people will be walking and one will be taken. You will no longer, it will take an inspired preacher to bring you to that fear again. Let's forget about it. If we do not understand that we are in a season where the Spirit of the Lord is demanding maturity in the body of Christ to begin to pray along with the will of God. Amen.